One last segment of The Ron Show for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Our guest is Atlanta City Council member at large, Ms. Keisha Waits, who has proposed a 7 p.m. youth curfew for those 17 years of age or older. And we were talking about how police gets involved in this and if there's some sort of incarceration or any punitive situation or, or blowback or anything like that. And that's where we stopped the conversation. So I wanted to follow up. If a child is cornered and sat in the back of a squad car before mom or dad can come and get them, is there some sort of record involved or databasing in any way? If you have a child that is constantly outbreaking curfew, there has to be some sort of record of that, right? So what does that translate to as far as a criminal record or a juvenile criminal record? Great question. So the goal, first and foremost, is to check to see if this person has actually committed a crime, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've mm-hmm. committed a crime, it's a little bit of a game changer. If you have not, you are to be detained and to be connected with your parents when and if possible. And that's where the challenge tends to lie is they're tying up the capacity to do that for law enforcement right now, given the shortages, is extremely difficult for us to mm-hmm. do that. More than anything, what I am hoping, because we have an existing curfew, I, I want to be clear, because for some reason, I'm getting pushback from individuals saying we don't need a curfew. Well, we already have a curfew. Yeah. It's not effective. It's not working. And so we want to make some changes and we want those changes to be dramatic to send a message to parents saying, hey, you need to know where your kids are. I, I know this isn't really related to the Atlantic Station situation, but I think it all sort of dovetails with what I think families like Zion's family are, are, are dealing with. We, we talked earlier about affordable housing and we talked about poverty and we've talked about health care. Zion's mother, again, pleaded that she, she needed help because Zion was dealing with some uh, some mental illness issues from having relatives who had passed away in his family. And between the minimum wage being stuck at $7.25 an hour and this country refusing to embrace, in fact, this state refusing to embrace Medicaid expansion and this country on the whole refusing to embrace universal health care, again, it comes back to a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. This, this exasperated mother who had a child with exceptional needs had no resources, she believed, at the end of the day. Is there any hope for the city of Atlanta reviewing, for example, the minimum wage so that it meets modern expenses, cost of living, to help its residents be able to afford the growing cost to live in Atlanta? And that doesn't even touch healthcare. That's a great question. Uh, the city of Atlanta has already increased its minimum wage to $15 an hour. Okay, yes, but only to municipal employees. To extend that to the business and or corporate community would require support from the General Assembly. Again, we live in a red state where you just don't have the palate or appetite to pass something like that. When I was around in 2012, you know, we tackled that multiple times as Democrats. And so I I try to stay away from the partisan piece with this case with Zion because this is not a, a Democrat or a Republican issue. The reality is Zion's mother was failed by society regarding healthcare, regarding access to resources and or support. Uh, I can tell you that I have received phone calls from the faith community wanting to provide grief counseling to the school where Zion attended. I've also received phone calls from individuals who want to provide support to young mothers who literally are at their wits end in terms of dealing with children who have special needs. And so I'm hoping, again, Zion's passing should not be in vain, right? Mm. We should be rallying together to figure out what measures or stopgaps we can put in place to ensure that the next mom who reaches out, who calls, that there is a place to call. Is there any potential for there being something like that, that that a parent can call up? 
I don't know, a 711 or a 211, whatever, for the, for these sort of resources, for these sort of, you know, needs that, uh, again, Zion's mother points out that she, she couldn't find, she couldn't get. United Way has a line called 211 for wraparound services, for social services. Mm-hmm. They're often strained and limited. We already know that. And then we have a hotline. Uh, for mental health services. Uh, Georgia rolled out a 988. So again, you know, I've called the number. Unfortunately, I've gotten a hang up. I've gotten some significant delays and I've called not in a critique, but to say, hey, I think these are some areas that we need to kind of work out and and look at. The system is broken, Ron. We're Mm. all aware that the question is, is how can we fill in the gaps to ensure that 12-year-olds are not being shot on our bridges and streets of Atlanta. That is what I think the conversation is. And right now, I'm looking for the small wins. I'm very open to looking at the hours. I was told that 8 p.m. is more realistic. Some said 9 p.m. I don't know what that is. I think that's a decision for public parents and all everyone to weigh in. And, you know, I'm happy to create a discussion and a roundtable opportunity to allow the public to weigh in. So uh, I would invite public out to come to the Public Safety Committee and give your thoughts. So uh, it's my hope that uh, the the public at large will ultimately weigh in and uh, we will move this conversation forward. And my, my greatest hope is that we will save lives through making this curfew a little bit more stricter and asking the business and corporate community to deny access to young minors and teens who are unsupervised. Uh, real quick, that next public hearing for this will be? Unfortunately, I will not be present at the next council meeting on Monday as I am traveling abroad on a previous commitment, but I will return the following week for public safety comments should it be introduced. If it is not introduced, I will introduce it at that time. And right now for me, it's just getting way in on the time change. Yeah. Uh, but the legislation is already in place. The matter is just a matter of tweaking it to include and request that the business community also enforce the ban on young individuals who are unsupervised and minors and so forth. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, starting this conversation. It's it's one that needs to be had. And obviously, you know, the loss of any child is heartbreaking, gut-wrenching. You want to see change and, and, and you want to see fewer kids walking down the same path towards uh, a destructive uh, lifestyle or a premature end. So uh, I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate you making the time to talk with us today. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. And and uh, let's let's connect again uh, as we get some movement or or no movement. Uh, let's uh, connect again in about two weeks, so uh, we can check in. Absolutely, we'll do it. Thank you so much, Ms. Keisha Waits, yes. the Atlanta City Council Member at Large. Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Bye bye. And that'll put an end to a, today's Ron Show on the America One Radio app and on AmericaOneRadio.com. Back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. In the meanwhile, email me, ron at ronshowatl.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to chime in, see you tomorrow.